around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to the Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We, as always, are so honored that you've taken this time to join us, and we're believing, God, that we're going to Uh, give you some things that will help you in your personal life, help redeem the time, and uh, God will honor this time that you've given to Him, and it'll it'll just give you lots of rewards and fruit back into your life. You know, the one of the best things that God's Word does is He says that His Word is wisdom, and so we all need that 24-7 for sure. Well, we've got a big week going on right now here at Terry Mize Ministries, and, and we're going to talk to you about it and tell you about it and, and invite you to um, uh, pray for us and, and believe God with us. And in the meantime, you can call somebody and tell them to join you on the program at terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org and you can find the podcast there as we do a brand new one every single week that we launch on Wednesday. So we look forward to hearing from you if we can help you with a prayer request or um, some area of your life where just we've got all kinds of CDs and ministry information that Terry has shared in 50 years of ministry that we know will help you. He always says none of it's theory. It's all learned by experience. This is lifestyles that are on the our products. And so we want to share those things with you. Darling, let's talk about 50 years of ministry that you've done around the world from the time God called you at the age of 13. Then you went to the jungles of Panama when you were 18. And then you and Jackie got married when you were 19. And you've just been going to the world ever since. So my goodness gracious, what a full life. Well, that's absolutely true. And you know, uh, uh, the, the 50 years, I count from, from when I was 18, going to Panama for the first right, time, right. living in the jungles with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes. And, right. and I've said many times, we lived wildcat style, no catch, no eat. If I shot a monkey, we ate monkey. If I shot a parrot, we ate parrot. And if I didn't shoot anything, we didn't eat anything. And then one day I was hungry and I couldn't find anything. I shot two woodpeckers and I ate, <laughs> I ate two woodpeckers. Uh, but uh, God actually spoke to me. I got saved when I was six. Yeah. So I've been serving the Lord for a long time. Right. And uh, God, God actually spoke to me at 13 and said, you're a missionary. So I knew well. from that point that's what I do the rest of my life. Then at 16, my pastor put me in charge of creating a youth ministry and then being the youth leader. We didn't have right. a youth ministry in our church. And so I got drafted into the uh, having a youth group. Right. And uh, that was at 16. And that, that was, God blessed that and touched it and ministered and helped kids and delivered kids and saved kids and filled kids right. with the Holy Ghost. And, right. and, um, uh, and that was a blessing. In fact, it actually grew and grew and grew until it outgrew the pastor Sunday morning services. And then at, uh, and at 16 also, the Lord gave me in prayer what we would call today the word of faith message. I mean, it'd That's be right. the same scriptures, the same everything, although I had never heard that. And uh, most people, I think, in 1966 haven't, hadn't heard that. Uh, and, and most of the guys that are preaching the Word of Faith today that we're, we all are familiar with, you know, weren't even born again then, weren't saved right. then, much less preaching. Right. But God gave me that message at, eight, at 16. And my church told me it was wrong. My pastor told me it was wrong. <laughs> and then at 18, I, uh, which was 1968, I actually went to the jungles of Panama and went to the mission fields. And I've often said I don't think I ever came home because I'm still... Uh, I'm, uh, 50 years later, I'm still a missionary and still going. Right. And uh, sure. so this is uh, 2018. That's 50 years from 1968. And I started, wow. I went when I was 18. I'm now 68. Right. So 50 years of uh, missionary 
ministry and missionary service, third world missionary evangelism for right. for the Lord. And uh, I'm excited about it, and I'm not quitting. This is not a retirement. No, right. uh, this is not a retirement. <laughs> yeah, this, is not just gonna... <laughs> a, this is just a midpoint that right. uh, that people are excited about, and I'm excited about. And uh, we certainly enjoy doing the podcast. And uh, you yes, said a do. moment ago, you said that we were doing a new one every Wednesday, which is true. But not only that, they can pick up uh, the archive, archive. Uh, podcast. Nine, I think there's 96 I know. Right I thought now. there was something like 70, but I saw the other day. There's yes. like 90, there's 95, 95. 96, something yeah, like that yeah. uh, archived. And so you can actually pick them up anytime you want to, 24 hours a day at terrymise.com. And they're free. They're free for nothing. Isn't that uh, wonderful? They'll bless you and help you. And you can start them and stop them and start them and stop them and you you can tell you can tell me and you to preach and then tell us to hush and tell us to preach and tell us to hush, and uh, so there's lots and lots and lots of word, lots That's of right. word. We That's don't mess right. around these podcasts. This isn't this isn't some little mealy mouth, uh, milk toast, you know, uh, sermons. Uh, no. <laughs> whenever I said milk toast, I, I saw a picture of John Osteen, brother Osteen used to say pablum. They just some little pablum. Uh, service. No, this is uh, we're we're talking meat and taters here. No, that's and, right. Uh, Dean we're, we're always used to say it'll stir yeah, in your spirit. Right, and the right. Bible says when the when the people heard Jesus speak, it says their hearts burned, burned within, within them. them. And Paul said, whenever I speak, it said it stirs in the hearts of my listeners. The, uh, most, the holy most holy emotions. emotions. And so that's what we always pray over these podcasts. Right. We pray that our listeners, that you today listening. Uh, just your hearts just burn within you. That the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter two, that says when Peter pre- uh, preached, it says their hearts were pricked. And so we pray that people's hearts are pricked, hearts are that pricked. their hearts That's burn right. within them, that burn it stirs in their in, in, in their on the inside That's of right. them in the most holy, holy emotions. emotions. And so uh, we we want to give you a word that'll work for you. We want to give you no, a word that'll right. put that's food right. on the table and put money in the bank and keep your kids out of the hospital. And, and uh, you know, we just we, well, we want to give you a word that'll work, not just not just no, some cute right. little uh, phrase of the day, but I mean a, a solid word that you can absolutely take and target. use it against the devil and use it to glorify God and use it to put yourself uh, ahead and on down on down the road. So thank God for that. I'm delighted about 50 years. You know, this coming Sunday night. I mean, today's Wednesday, the 25th of yeah. July, and Sunday night, the 29th, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Pastor Dale Baker and, and Kathy Joe, uh, along with Mark Barkley, are hosting and giving me a a, a fifty year celebration. That's of, right. uh, Fifty years in ministry, and I ne- I never know when to count. Like I said, the fifty years because if you think, well, I started you know at thirteen <laughs> that I knew that's what I was going to do, and then it started preaching at sixteen. That's right. really fifty two years. Right. But but uh, and and if you look at thirteen, that's another three years. So fifty you know fifty five years. But but actually in the ministry, uh, right. leaving home and going to the ministry. What I is find 50, is fifty years this year is so absolutely. Um, astounding uh, the survival rate of people that start with no encouragement and no mentoring and no hands-on training um, e- e- there's just hardly any survival rate of somebody that ha- that and you didn't have that people were had people were betting against you rather oh, yeah. than for you <laughs> <laughs> no they were they were betting against us you, you know, know even the good meaning dear god loving and caring yeah, loving yeah. christians no, they were right. for me they just didn't think i'd make it you know because right. missionaries didn't always make it and back in those no, days the church true. taught that you know you just go die for jesus and that's your reasonable right. service and so well, in my when they Bible sent me to the is... mission fields you know a lot of people just didn't yeah. think i'd come back and then the pastor actually preached against me. Numbers of sermons called me by name. and called Jackie and I by name and 
preached against us because you know we didn't uh, they didn't agree with us going right when we went and and yeah. you know back then they were in this goofy doctrine in the church called the sheep shepherd movement and and you know and if your shepherd didn't tell you you could take a shower you couldn't take a shower and. And they even got so bad that, uh, that that they wouldn't let husbands and wives have relationships, have sexual relationships without permission from the uh, from the crazy? local shepherd. You know, you had to call in and ask if you could have relations with your wife. And and I just told them that was nonsense. And they said, well, you can't go to the mission field. And I said, uh, I'll see you. I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> so they preached sermons against me. They said lightning would fall from heaven and, and kill yeah. us and, and that all kind of bad things would happen and we wouldn't make it. And, and you know... Uh, Numbers of years later, they changed their minds. You know, God's really blessing you guys. Yeah, and, yeah. and then I preached my pastor's funeral and then preached my pastor's wife's funeral, and, well, and I'm still here. Well, you know, it's just amazing to me how the Word proves itself, even when human failure is there and, and people mess it up, and, and, and either through immaturity or too much zeal without wisdom, you know. So th- there there's a lot of ways to mess it up, but, but the way to really delay the will of god for your life is to is to listen to religion religion oh, yeah. you know the, the more religion there is and the more rules there are it's just like with the country thomas jefferson said the more laws there are the more corrupt the government <laughs> and it's the same thing in the bible the more the more religion there is like those the jews had developed you know the the um, whole thing of abhos and toldos and they had literally just made Judaism such a complicated dynamic that the religion and prejudice and and rules and religion there were just so non-productive for the Jews. And so we don't want, that's what happens when you've got somebody that's full of the Holy Ghost that has a desire to go obey God, the church people will talk them out of it. Oh, sure. And the church people will, will put so much pressure on them and embarrass them till where they don't feel like they can do anything. Where, you know, like Brother Hagen always used to say, a little fire, wildfire is better than no fire. No fire at all. That's exactly right. That's very true. So well, you with, know, a lot of the religious stuff, a lot of the religious rules and regulations right. and, and things that we live with today in, right. in every denomination, sure, different, ones have, different yeah. ones have different things. Uh, but a lot of it is, is the, the cause of it or the origin of the, of the problem right. is that uh, they saw something in the Bible that the Bible says to do. Right. And so they went and tried to do it and it didn't work. Right. And they tried to do it again. It didn't work. They tried to do it again. It didn't work. And so pretty soon, instead of them admitting and saying, you know what? We must be doing this wrong. Uh, <laughs> we right. must be the one that's in error here. Know. God's not in error. God's that's not right. wrong. That's right. uh, we're wrong. But instead of them doing that to cover, to cover themselves and to save face, they just started implementing these little sidebar rules that said, exactly. well, God isn't doing this anymore. Right. Well, God used to do that, but he doesn't do it now. Well, that's passed right. away with the apostles. Well, that's passed away with this. Well, right. that, that used to be, but not anymore. And that's just not true. Everything God ever said is still true today. That's right. And uh, when we miss it, we just miss it, and we have to figure out where we miss where it. Where we miss it. And then go back and hit it again and hit not it miss again. it. But it's not God's fault, and we're not going to make up rules and say, well, God just doesn't do that anymore. No, that's right. That's right. We can't do that. You know, there has has to be that sense of that, like you were saying there, that, you know, I must be doing it wrong. So I need to evaluate where I am and start this all over again, because the Lord just, you know, he, he, he doesn't, he says, my yoke is easy. My, my burden, burden is light. Right. He said, your traditions have made the word of God of no, no effect. effect. So if things aren't effective in your life and things seem heavy and oppressive, and it looks like nobody can do it, but you know, there's only a handful of you that are pulling it off <laughs> there. That should be hello, a sign, a clue really, that really. we're not doing it right. No, that's true. 
That's absolutely true. But anyway, they're giving me that party this coming Sunday night, and it's going to be and, so uh, good. Uh, you know, there's still time for people to come, although it's getting getting tight. They're needing yeah, right. they're needing to know how much food to order and how many tables to have, and right. and uh, the RSVP and all of that. Pastor Daryl Baker, as I said, is putting this on. Uh, and uh, we appreciate him and Kathy Joe for doing it. Appreciate my dear friend Mark Barkley for uh, being heavily involved in it. And uh, we're just glad for everybody that can come. And then a lot of people are sending videos. Yeah. And uh, and so if uh, anybody out here wants to send a video to us and let us know uh, some way we've blessed them or touched them in the no, last fifty right. years. Uh, I know there's just thousands and thousands of women out there that have had babies with Jackie's books. That's Living for after sure. Childbirth, we call That's Jackie's sure. babies. That's for uh, sure. We, we could have a whole catalog of testimonies no that's and right and we hear those testimonies everywhere we go everywhere still today, we go man, everywhere we go something like 27 years old you know and jackie's been in heaven now for about four years four and years. so so we're still she's still preaching yeah you know and no uh, that's right and people come to us all the time and say hey we just used jackie's book and we had twins or we had a baby or or my girlfriend had a baby, or you know, even sinners. I mean, we have testimonies we all the time that there's where been people uh, have given them their sinner, their sinner yeah. friends, and and uh, they couldn't have babies, and they had babies, and some of them had babies, no pain, and that's right, and just miracle babies, and and uh, so we just appreciate all those testimonies. Well, and so anybody book, can send a video, yeah, uh, to us, uh, even if it doesn't get to us in time with the celebration, we'd enjoy oh, it. We'd love to and see we'd it. We'd love to yes. see it. And people that, that somehow we've touched their lives. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Is since I was thirteen, and God told me I was a missionary, I wanted to be able to touch the lives. Yeah. Of men and women around the world. And well, help and them have and bless those them. videos to archive and put them on our website sure. and, and give people encouragement and hope and keep your you know your your hope alive and your faith strong so that you can no, stand. The, one of the best testimonies we had about this with Jackie was that you know I think it's so wonderful that Christian women are so bold about the supernatural side of childbirth that have experienced themselves. And this one woman told us that she had two unchurched, I don't know how much unbelieving friends, and that she gave them a copy each of Jackie's book, and they were in in hopeless situations in regard to childbearing, and they each, a year later, had a baby. No, absolutely. And I think with a good Christian woman... And you know, there's a salvation prayer in the back of that book, and we've had so many testimonies (laughs) over the years that women prayed the prayer and got saved. Well, and that book's on Amazon, and it's on it's at Harrison House, yeah. and people can purchase those things. And you can get it from us. You can Jerry get it from Mize us. What a, what a treat there. You know, uh, there, there's three opportunities for you to learn about that and then use it uh, as a tool, witnessing tool, to sure, share with absolutely. other women and give them hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Because God always has just a higher way of doing everything. And we still, we think we're so earthbound, and this is how you do it, when if you get into the Word of God, you find out there's a whole lot higher way of doing it it's not quite as hard as the one we had figured out no that's true you know? that's true so but there I, are several ways to get it and, and uh, so uh if you don't know about it or are need some information or you've had a hard time or they told you, you couldn't have babies or something in any of that i mean that book is so full of scripture it's then, you marvelous. Know, just uh, contact us and get it from us. I mean, you can get it anywhere, but if you buy it from us, we make more money off of it. So, <laughs> so uh, why give Amazon the money when you can give we'll it here give to it the to ministry? Us. Well, and then the there's a little, the wonderful little book on the prayers and praise for children. Pray, prayers and promises. Promises on children from the Word of God mm, that exactly. that are is a companion right. to that book as well. Well, all they did is they took all, all those the scriptures. Jackie yeah. put so many scriptures and yeah. so many prayers and so many confessions in the 
in the big book. Right. They, we just made a little book and just took those out, and so women could just carry that book in their purse, and just so they'd have instant prayers, instant constant confessions, guidelines, instant uh, things yeah. to say how to how to declare the word in any situation. So. Well, you know, all through the the fifty years that you've been in ministry, and all the you know the, the miracles that you have had in this multiple countries around the world. I mean, you've been in Eastern Europe, you've been in Western Europe, you've been in Africa, Australia, the islands behind of the, the sea. Iron Curtain. Behind the Iron Curtain. Behind the Bamboo Curtain. Oh my goodness, you've been, you know, all over South and Communist Central America. Lands, uh, here and there. Islands of the Sea. Sure. Uh, both in the East and the West, all over the United States, Canada. I mean, there, there's just... Central America, South America, my you know, beloved Mexico. I love yeah. Mexico. Well, you know, there's just, when you think about the testimonies and the things and the miracles that God has worked through your life and the fruit that you have from that, um, th- that is something that God has invested in a, in a tremendous, honorable way uh, to give to you the insights of how to go to the world, how to raise up Christians in local churches, and how to help pastors keep their vision straight yeah, and keep yeah. their cause focused on winning souls. And you and I were looking at this book here too, and I know you've got some things there in the scripture you wanted to read, but this play that that was Oswald J. Smith, little little excerpt, Letter from Satan, is that, what's it called? Did, did it have a, yeah, ever it's, have a it's title? It's called Satan's Defeat. Satan's Defeat. And it's not really a play, but I have, I have begged pastors for, yeah. prob- for probably 35 years <laughs> to... Yeah. To if your church has a a, a a drama team or does skits or does plays, right. this would be outstanding. It would absolutely bring oh the house goodness, down and yes. bring people in the church and get people saved. And uh, it wasn't written as a play, but it was written as a you know an insight into hell right. uh, at a board meeting that Satan was having concerning missions. Of course, he's anti-missions, where the church is pro-missions. Right. Uh, and missions is the one thing that will shut the devil down. The devil knows, Renee, that, that if we preach the gospel to the world, that his time is up. No, that's right. The thing he dreads the most, he doesn't have to care how much you preach on faith or on grace or on on uh, you know love or on any anything else or prosperity or prayer or whatever else. But as long as you're talking to Christians, because Christians are going to heaven anyway. No, that's right. But if you start getting over on the sinners and start winning souls and, and doing right. missions and winning right. the lost and vindicating the blood of Jesus and getting the gospel to the world and fulfilling the Great Commission like Jesus told us to, the only thing he ever told us to was get the gospel, get to, the the gospel world. to the world. Uh, the, the only cause that counts, the number one supreme task of the church. Right. Uh, the devil knows that his his end is is near, and then if we get the gospel to the world, he gets himself chained up and thrown into the lake of fire, wow. where he's going to suffer in torment forever. <laughs> that's that's a long time, isn't it? It is. A and long so time. that's what this little thing that Oswald J. Smith wrote way back the year I was born, nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty, and the, the title of the book is Passion oh, for Souls. Oh, it's an old book. I don't know if you can still get it or not. It's called The Passion for Souls. By Oswald J. Smith. Read that. Yeah, now, he's been dead a long time. He yeah. pastored the People's Church in you Canada. You can Google him and, and see some Paul, of his sermons. Uh, pastored the, the church after him. You want me to read a little bit of this? Yeah, read a little bit of that to well, the folks. Anytime I ever try to start crying, so I'm not sure I can actually do that. But uh, it starts off, and it's a, it's, a, it's a council meeting in hell. So you can just imagine all the seats around, just like the United right. Nations seating, exactly, and the the, the the sulfur smell of hell, and the and the smoke coming up, and all the demons are there, and all the lords are there, and all the princes are there, the prince of Persia is there, all these people are there, and Satan walks in, he says, "Well, what news?" inquired Satan, looking up with an expression of inquiry on his face. 
Great, the very best, responded the prince of Alaska who had just entered. Have any of the Eskimos heard yet? Questioned the eager leader, his eyes fastened on the fallen angel. Not one, answered the prince, bowing low. No, indeed, not a single individual. I have seen to that, he continued, as though gloating over a recent victory. Any attempts? Questioned his lord in a tone of authority. Have any attempted to get in? That they have. But their efforts were foiled before they got a word of the language, replied the prince, a note of triumph in his voice. How? Tell me. How came it? Satan was all attention now. Why, began the prince, I was roaming back and forth within my domains, having penetrated far into the Arctic Circle in order to visit one of the most isolated tribes, when suddenly I was amazed to hear that two missionaries were on their way from across the water and that they had landed. And with their dog slaves already well into the heart of my kingdom, Alaska, making for a large tribe of Inuits, of Eskimos, just within the Arctic Circle. Yes, and what didst thou do? Broke in Satan, impatient to hear the climax. First of all, I gathered together the host of darkness under my command and held a council. Many suggestions were made, and finally it was agreed the easiest way was simply to freeze them to death. So finding that they were uh, that day leaving for a distant tribe, that it would be in all possibility take them a full month to cross the frozen ice fields that, uh, that intervened, we at once began operations. With hearts burdened to make the message known, they started. Manfully they mushed along, but when about a week out, suddenly one day their food sleigh ran over thin ice, which broke beneath its weight and was almost immediately lost. Weary and tired, they bravely plodded on to realize they were in a helpless condition and still over three weeks from their destination. They were new to the great Northland and they were no match for it. Finally, when they were out of food, tired and weary in body and almost ready to give up, I gave the word of command and in a short time the wind began to blow a hurricane. The snow came down in a blinding blizzard and before morning, thanks to the fact that thou, O my Lord, art the prince of the powers of the air, they were cold and stiff in death. Excellent, splendid, thou didst serve me well, commented the fallen cherub with a great uh, gratified expression on his once beautiful countenance. And what hast thou to report? Turning to the prince of Tibet, who had listened with evident satisfaction to the conversation, I too have a story that will fill your majesty's dark heart with delight, responded the one addressed. Ha, has an attempt been made to invade thy kingdom as well, my prince? inquired Satan with growing interest. That there has, responded the prince. How? Tell me about it, commanded Satan, instantly on the alert. I was attending to my duties in the heart of Tibet, explained the prince, when news reached me of a society organized specially to get the gospel to my kingdom. Thou mayest well know, my lord, that I was at once alert. I called my forces together to discuss the whole situation, and we presently agreed on a plan that promised success. With great determination, two men sent out by the society traveled across China and boldly passed over the border, entering the forbidden land. We allowed them to advance about three days' journey, and then just as it was growing dark, two savage dogs, such as are found all over the country, sprang upon them. Most desperately, they fought for their lives, but finally one was dragged down and killed. The other was protected by some invisible force, which we were unable to overcome, and he somehow escaped. Escaped? cried Satan, making a hideous gesture. Escaped? How did, did he get the message to them? No, my lord, responded the prince of Tibet in a tone of assurance. He had no chance. Before he could learn a word of the language our hosts had set up on him by the natives themselves, he was quickly tried and sentenced. Oh, it was a scene that would have filled your majesty with delight. They sewed him up in a wet yak skin and put him out on the sun to bake. 
For three days he remained there, his bones slowly cracking as his skin shrank until finally life ceased. The room had been filling while the Prince of Tibet was speaking. At the conclusion of his report, a great cheer rose from the entire assembly while all bowed to the majestic figure of Satan, still beautiful in spite of the ravages of sin. Well, well I guess I'll it, stop there. And it goes on. Oh, it goes on and goes on. Yeah, for another four on. or five pages. It is one of the most profound stories, concept, of exactly uh, that's what, really what happens goes in hell. That's, that's Satan's really, one really concern, happens. Renee. One concern. He's not scared of little Susie charismatic no, getting no, out no. here and praying for a new diamond ring or a new, <laughs> you know, a new, a new oh, toe Jesus. ring or uh, you know, yeah, she's not, right. you know, scared of Joe charismatic out here, you know, believing for a new, you know, golf club or a, a new fishing right, hole. Right. No, he's scared that the church is going to show up. Is going to actually be the church. That's right. And decide to win souls. Win souls and show up and go to the, to the world. Use the name of Jesus. Yeah. Rescue perishing souls. Care for speak the Speak up for those who can't speak can't for themselves. Speak Send for the themselves. light. Rescue. Spe- you, love the unlovely. Tell the untold. Reach the unreached. I've heard you preach Proverbs 31 so many times to speak up for those that have no one to speak for them. Yeah. And that's the place of the of the church is to not only get the... The announcement, and and I learned from you many many years ago. I I guess probably in the first of uh, the forty four years that I knew you was that that I heard you preach that uh, the gospel is not a debate, it's not an argument, no. it's announcement, it's a That's declaration, right. Right. just like our Declaration of Independence. And it's a command. It's Jesus a command. didn't suggest it; Jesus <laughs> commanded it. It's oh called the Great Commission. Commission. And I've often said, when the Great Commandments grip your heart, the Great Commission will soon follow. No, that's exactly right. And and when, when the church gets hold of that and realizes that all of the blessing of God on our personal life is to give us the tools to go win sure, souls. Sure. And that's, you know, that's just so simple when you think about it that sadly, way. Sadly, the church today is beginning to be a lot like the world. The world's in this insane uh, attitude of giving kids and adults participation trophies you know you know you don't have to win you don't have to lose you just you just get a trophy for for just being there and uh sadly the church uh is feeling the same thing that they ought to get a a trophy just for just for going to church but no it's about missions no that's right And, and if your church or you as an individual are not involved in missions uh i hate to hurt your little feelings but just sadly you're out of the will of god no, that's right. If you're not involved in missions, I'll say that again. If you're not involved in missions, if you're not partnering with a missionary, or, or, or if you're not a soul winner in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you're winning souls, you're reaching the lost. Or if your church isn't reaching the lost and not involved in missions, and they're wanting to do more at home than they want to do overseas, you're just missing God. No, you know, the man right. that wrote this play, they wrote this story I was just reading, that wrote Oswald J. Smith, that wrote all these books. Marvelous, marvelous man of God. He uh, When he pastored the church there in Canada... He said, this church, every year, will give seven times more to missions, wow. to foreign missions, than it spends at home. My goodness. And just think of that. Can you imagine a pastor saying that? Mm-hmm. And he said, if this church ever, ever, ever requires me to spend more at home than I spend overseas in missions, is the year they'll get my resignation. Mm. Wow. They spent seven times more in missions every year right. at overseas than they spent at home. Their wow. vision was the loss. Their vision was missions. 
And that, and you know, at, when you see God blessing something like that, oh, Lord, when yes. a man makes, when a man or man, woman makes that kind of declaration that it is in a poli- position of leadership like that, and speaks in faith to say that they're going to do that, I, I can't imagine the joy that's in no, that's heaven right. to to just drop everything nearly and you know, say, let's Jesus go help them. Called us as an army, <laughs> an army, an army, right. an army. Right. An army doesn't just sit on its backside. Right. Right. It goes and fights. It goes and wins territory. You know, I, we're, Christians aren't supposed to just be sitting on their on their suitcase singing, I'll fly away. Yeah. They're not just supposed to be sitting on the duffel bag singing, hold the fort. Right. No, our, our job is to advance, 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 take lost territories, take take uh, lost souls and win them for Jesus. Vindicate the blood that Jesus no, shed. Right. Take that blood that he shed and actually do something with do it. Do something with it. I was reading at the end of that story today, Terry, and they, the prince of the power of the air of Afghanistan uh-huh. was the last one that came up. And they said, we couldn't stop it. The, it seemed as though the church was praying night and day yeah. and their prayers pushed us back and pushed us back and pushed us back and we could not get in to stop it. And they got in and and others heard and some were saved. Yeah. And they, at the end of the story, it's just so, so profound that lets you know, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 there, he said, he said, we thought we had received the sentence of death. Right. But because the church prayed, church God had prayed. mercy on us, and we I used, used my faith. faith. <laughs> we got out. Yeah, we and won. so, you know... The, yeah, at the end of this story, Satan says, then all is lost. Then all is lost. Those are such magnificent then words. Then all is lost. All is lost. And one day, you know, it'll all be over, but and Satan will be the loser, and the church will be the winner, but we've got to do our job now. But you know, these 50 years I've had the ministry and people are coming this week to honor me for that. And, and I don't need the honor. They're just doing it and it's very sweet. But you know, I, I honor our partners, Renee. No, that's right. Because I couldn't have done any of it. Yeah, no, it takes, us, it takes partners. everybody. I, I've got people yeah. that are partnering with me today that were partnering with me 50 years ago. <laughs> you know, and you and, Dean, you and Dean partnered with me from oh, the from early, early, early years. Early days, yeah. I mean, we met in 1974. Right. You know, and you all were on staff at Lakewood with Brother Osteen. And, and then uh, just two years later, you were pastor of the church there. A couple of years later, you pastor of the church in Corpus, Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. And you guys partnered with us, partnered with us, part all these years and years you mm-hmm. partnered with us. And uh, we've got partners. You know, I was looking at some of the partners this week. Lori was up visiting us this weekend, and she happened to see a partner letter that we were reading, and, and she called the lady's name. She said, oh, my Lord. She said, I've known that name for all my life. Yeah, You know, because right. Lori used to be my secretary, and she'd see this dear, sweet little lady from Oregon. And that's uh, that just has sent money every month, every month, the every month, every month. For decades, for Renee, for like decades. That. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, you know the concept of partnership. I guess every preacher uses it. Every preacher and their yeah, dog use it. Yeah. Some of them use it wrongly and irreverently, and they do it just as a gig to get money and right. as a trick to get money and as a hook to get money. But the actual the actual concept of holy, I mean holy partnership right. with man to God that actually started in uh, in the wilderness with the children of Israel uh, with Moses. Because uh, uh, Numbers chapter eleven actually is where it is, is where it is. Because Moses just finally just tells the Lord, he just says, you know, God, I just can't 
take care of all these people alone. No, that's right. He said, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer. He said, I'm I'm changing the diapers in the nursery. Right. He said, I'm 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 feeding everybody. He said, every time they want food, they come to me when they need. You know, he said, I, I can't carry them in my bosom as a as a as a sucking suckling child. He said, if if this is the way it's going to be, Lord, just kill me now. I mean, that's what he said to God. He said, just I kill me just now. Kill now. <laughs> I mean, he's he's having to babysit two million Jews. Oh my goodness. All by himself. All by himself. And he said, if this is the way it's going to be, Lord, just kill me. Just kill me out of hand. And you can read that if you don't believe what I'm telling you. Read it in Numbers chapter 11, uh, verses 11 through 17. And he just flat says, just just kill me. He said, if thou thus, and if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee out of hand. <laughs> and God said, well, I'm not going to kill you, but here, yeah. here's a plan. Here's the I'm plan. I'm going to create partnership. Right. And he said, you go get 70 leaders. And he said, you bring them in here. Men that you know that are leaders. You know that they're they're good guys. And you bring them in here. And he said, and I am going to put, he didn't say I'm going to put my spirit on them. Right. He said, Moses, I'm going to put like your, your spirit, spirit on them. them. And they're going That's to so help amazing. you. And they're going to get in this thing with you. And you don't have to carry the burden of all this people alone. You don't have to bear it thyself alone. Isn't that wonderful? Use that word alone about four times. And so that's plan. how that started. And he gave that's him 70 leaders and put Moses' spirit up on them that's so that Moses didn't have to bear it alone and they began to help him. And, and, and because of that, they got blessed just like Moses got blessed. That's just phenomenal. And then God it goes to Ecclesiastes plan, chapter sure. 4 and verse 12 says that, a, that if one prevailed against him, two shall withstand him. A thousand, uh, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Wow. So God said, God said a threefold cord. You know, you take a you take a, a a one strand string and it'll break pretty easy. But you wrap it around another strand and it's a little touch tighter. But you put three strands with it and it says a threefold cord is not quickly well, broken. So that's you right. so so me <laughs> me and you, that's one strand. God, that's the next strand. Our partner, that's the third strand. That makes a pretty strong. It sure pretty, does. Pretty strong strand. Sure does. Sure and does. so so I've preached on this many times that 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 Moses had partners. And then Jesus had partners. He sure did. That? And then the Apostle Paul had partners. Had partners. Now, a lot of other people did too, but those are three major places, Old Testament and New, and new. that says partnership is of God and that the partners are going to get blessed just like the one that they're partnering with. Now, isn't that amazing? That is now, amazing. Now, of course, Brother Hagin used to say this. Brother Hagin used to say, now, you need to be careful who you partner with and decide what you want your partnership to do and decide what you want it to produce. Because he said, if you partner with, with or follow a minister that gets into error, and you know about the error, and you just keep following him anyway, then you'll go into that same error. That's right. So it's dangerous. That, that shows you there's a spiritual connection, the partner to the minister. But uh, Jesus... Jesus uh, uh, had women and men that were partners. Matthew chapter, uh, uh, well, Matthew chapter eighteen says, "If two of you agree on earth touching any one thing, they shall ask." So you know that you know that's another partner scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy thirty-two verse thirty says, "One can put a thousand of light; two can put ten thousand of light." Here's what David said. Uh, David in First Samuel thirty verse twenty-four and twenty-five, uh, after he had come back to Ziklag and the bad guys had come in and destroyed the town while right. he was gone, burned the town while he was gone, took all the animals, took all the spoils, took all the women, took all the children, killed the men, and David wow. comes back to this disaster, and his men were so despondent and depressed because their kids are kidnapped, their wives are kidnapped, their homes are destroyed that they they just they wanted to kill David. It wasn't his fault. He's just the leader. 
And, uh, and so David said to the Lord, so what do I do? Should I pursue them? And, and, and the Bible says David encouraged himself. Himself. And uh, encouraged himself in the Lord. And he said, should I go after them? And the Lord said, pursue, and you shall overtake them. And so David said, all right, boys, saddle up, man. We're, we're going after. We're getting our stuff. We're marching into the devil's camp and taking back what he took from us. And not only are we going to take that, we're going to take their stuff. And so uh, <laughs> some of the men had to be left to guard the Stuff they already had. That's right. And so uh, David only took a a few of the men with him, and he left a few of the men back at home to watch the stuff. And so they went. They fought the battle. They beat the bad guys. They got back their wives. They got back their children. They got back all their spoils, all their animals, all their money, everything they had taken. Mm -hmm. Plus, they got the bad guys' stuff and their wives and their kids and their spoils and their money. And so when they came back, uh, David said, okay, now we'll divvy this all up. We'll divide this all up, the spoils among us. And some of the men that went to fight said, no, 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 no. Said, we'll only divide it to those that went down to the battle to fight. We're not going to give anything to these guys that didn't go down to the battle and fight. And David said, oh, no, no, no. He said, it's not going to be that way. And they're our partners. They watched our stuff while we were gone. And he said, I make it a statue in Israel from this day and forever that verse verse." Chapter First Samuel thirty twenty four twenty five says, "For who will hearken to you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike." And it was so from that day forward. And he made it a statue and an ordinance in Israel until this day. Wow. Now, now, Jackie used to use that all the time and say, she'd say, now, God, I'm staying here by the stuff. I'm staying at home. I'm keeping the kids. I'm taking care of the house. I'm taking care of the ministry and things that are going on. Terry's going off down to battle and, and around the world in Muslim lands and Hindu lands and, and, and uh, Shintoist lands and atheist lands and animist lands and, and uh, Islamic lands and Buddhist lands. And, and, and she said, I'm staying here, but your word says that I get the same reward by that's staying right. here by the stuff Boy, as right. he gets by going down to the battle. And that's how we've always prayed for our partners, Renee. We've always prayed that for our partners. Lord, our, we pray for our partners every day, as you know. That's you and I right. pray for them every day. And we, we say, Lord, they get the same reward as we do. We go around the world and fight the battle and, and eat the worms and the monkeys and the eyeballs and the, <laughs> and the dog and the cat and the rat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But they get the same rewards as we do, because they tarried by the stuff. They partnered with us. They helped us go. They're important. They're not just people that send money. No, no, they're partners in in uh, uh, in an attack against hell to rescue people's souls on the side of God, soldiers of the cross, winning wars for Jehovah God. And because of that, they get the same reward. If we win souls, they win souls. If we heal blind eyes, they heal That's blind right. eyes. If we heal deaf ears, they heal deaf ears. If we raise the dead, they raise the dead. The same, <laughs> the same Boy, reward. Right. And so uh, David had partners. Moses had partners. David had partners. Then Jesus, in Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 1, it says, It came to pass afterward, he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. Well, we know that. Everybody knows the twelve were with him, that the twelve were his partners, that the twelve helped him and blessed him, and they they brought the people to the meetings. They brought the sick to the meeting. They they provided crowd control. They totally helped get everything ready. The twelve did, but that's not all. This says right here in chapter 8 of Luke, it says, And the twelve were with him, and certain women. women. Listen to this. And certain women. Certain women what? Certain women were with him. 
it says, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Then it names three of them by name, which is a big deal when the Bible That's names right. women by name. It's sure a big is. deal. And it names three of them. It says, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. That's one of them. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward. That's two of them. And Susanna, that's three. And many others, many other what? Many other women, which ministered unto him of their substance. Now look here, Joanna is the wife of the guy that's keeping King Herod's money. This says Joanna was the wife of Herod's steward. Herod, King Herod's steward, the guy that keeps King Herod's money, that keeps all the money. Right. His wife, Joanna, ran around with Jesus and ministered to Jesus of her substance of the of the money. Right. And these women, all these women, we don't know how many there were. It, just, it names three of them. And then it says, and many, many others, others were with him. And they ministered to him with their substance. So they were partners with him in the ministry. Jesus had the 12 disciples. Then he had the other 70 disciples. Then he had all these women. They were partners with him. And that's how all those success stories happened with Jesus. He, he wouldn't have healed all those blind people and deaf people and lame people had not those that were with him brought them to him. No, that's right. There, and how's a paralyzed guy going to get there unless somebody brings him? Mm. How's That's a blind right. guy, a deaf guy, a crippled guy, a, man, a guy with a palsy, a leper? How, how are they going to get to Jesus? But it says over and over and over, it says they brought him. And they brought them. They brought many that were deaf and, and, and lame and maimed and, and demon-possessed and those that had the palsy and those that were lunatic, and he healed them. So my, my. Jesus had partners. And he then sure you end did. up with Paul, and I don't need to preach a whole sermon today, but the, the apostle Paul made the statement in Philippians chapter 1, uh, I thank God for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, he said to the Philippian church. And he wasn't talking about the first day of his ministry. He's talking about the first day of their existence as a church. Paul was in jail. God did a jail break, got him out of jail, and he went over to, to, the, to the, the, the jailer's house and started a church, became the Philippian church, most Bible scholars believe. We'll ask him when we get to heaven if that's true. But uh, we think it was the, the guy that he, Paul saw in a vision uh, when, in Acts chapter uh, 16. It says, Paul lay down to sleep, and a, a man from uh, Macedonia, in other words from Philippi, uh, said to him, come over here and help us. You know, we can't help ourselves, come help us. So it says immediately the next morning, we left and went there and got beat up, put in jail. And then the, God did a jail break and did an earthquake, got us out of jail. And so they started the church at Philippi and that church partnered with Paul all those many, many years. And that's what he's saying here in chapter one of Philippians. He says, I thank God for your fellowship in the gospel. Right. Fellowship is a word forgiven a lot of times in the Bible. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. The first day of their existence as a church. And then in verse chapter 4, we all know this scripture, chapter 4, verses 15 through 19. Now you Philippians also know this, that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated or with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. But even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. In other words, it was the Philippian church that paid for the great Thessal Thessalonican crusade. Isn't it wasn't the Thessalonians that paid for it, it was the Philippians that paid for That's it. Wonderful. The Philippians sent once and again to, to Thessalonica to support his ministry there. And it says, not because I desire a gift, right. but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I'm full, having received from Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And then he, here's the kicker. But my God shall supply, A-double-L, longest word in the Bible, all your need according to his riches in glory by 
Christ Jesus. Now, exactly. a lot of Christians confess that, and they say, oh, God meets all my needs. God meets all my needs. But no, Paul said, Paul said God met, meets your needs because you were my missionary partners and because you sent once and again to Thessalonica and everywhere I was preaching. Because of that, my God shall supply all your needs. What a promise. Isn't that powerful? So you see Moses has partners. You see David had partners. You see Jesus had partners. You see Paul had partners. And so the true partner... Not just whatever preacher says when he stands up on the radio or television or in church and says, and says okay, this is a partner offering now. Everybody everybody plant a seed. No, that, that, that's, that's so true. Some people don't get it. Some people do it a real peripheral, real lightweight thing. But this is heavy-duty, serious, talking about real soldiers of the cross. That's right. Really partnering, right. really uh, on the same team, really sustaining the ministry, really right. seeing to it that because they're not going to eat monkey, they're not going to eat worms, they're not going to, to eat dog and cat, they, they're going to see to it that they send somebody that does right. to win the to win the lost to Jesus. Well, I have one dear sweet lady partner with me up in the Dakotas, and she told me years ago, she said, Brother Terry, if you'll go eat worms for me, I'll pay for it. She said, I don't want to go eat worms, but you go eat my worms, and I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll supply the money for it. And that's what partnership's about. So anyway, when we have this party Sunday night. I, I'm just all week, I've just been thinking how grateful I am to the partners. And I don't know who's coming. You don't even, aren't even telling me who's coming uh, to honor me and to, to, to be there for us. But but I'm so honored that they would partner with me. I mean, everybody that's come, coming, I'm sure, is a partner. Right. <laughs> Either a current partner or has been a partner. Pastors I've preached for and churches I've preached for, people I've preached for and helped and prayed for and People have had miracles and so on and so forth. And, and I'm just so touched by that. But again, the honor goes to those partners. I couldn't do it without the partners. But they couldn't do it without me. You know, I've said so many times over the years, it's not us against them. It's that we're partners together. No, you, that's you, right. I've, I've often said this. Every Christian is either a goer or a sender. Every Christian is a missionary, either a goer or a sender. And yet, one can't do without the other, Renee. No, the that's goer right. can't go without a sender. But the sender can't send if there's nobody to go. So the sender sits here and says, hey, God, I'll send, I'll send. I'm, I'm happy to pray and give money, but I just don't want to go or I can't go. And, and But if they don't have a goer no, that's right. to send, they can't be a sender. So they're unfulfilled. That's and the right. goer sits over here and says, oh, God, I'll go. I'll go. Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. But if nobody's there to send them, exactly. then they can't go. So apart, we're not functional. No, that's right. But you put a goer and a sender together... And I tell you what, you've got a powerhouse that causes consternation in hell. I mean, causes panic in the regions of the dam. I That's mean, right. it causes all of outer darkness to scream in terror because we're getting the gospel to the world and bringing back the return of Jesus. That's exactly right. When the church prays, it literally uh, lays like a track for the goer to go on. No, oh, absolutely. And then it also builds a wall of protection and intercession around them. Sure. And then the money, the folks that have given to help the the goer go, then he's able to get there and do it the way God, uh, he, he's able to obey God when he gets there. Absolutely. Because he's got the resources we to do honor the job. We partners. So all Appreciate of us together, we are a threefold cord that is not easily broken. That's, that's the word. <laughs> and we are so grateful for you today, and we're so thankful.
thankful that you have allowed us to share with you the word of God. And we're believing God with you, that along with all that you do for the kingdom of God and all that is in your heart, you will do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. And really what Terry and I are doing are just cheering you on. (laughs) We are here to wash your feet and to cheer you to continue to do and provoke you, as the Bible says, to more love and good works and preach the gospel. So uh, pray for us this week. We're thankful for for what God has done in 50 years of ministry. Uh, Tell somebody else about the program if you need to contact us again at terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org and you can find our ministry schedule. We're about to leave on the 7th for two weeks in Peru and uh, you know we just got to have people praying for us and believing with us. Oh my goodness. So anyway, God bless you You all. You know if they want to partner or reach us and they're not you know internet savvy right then there's still snail mail yeah. you know they can write terry mize ministries right post office box three five zero four four post office box three five zero four four tulsa oklahoma and the zip on that is seven four one five three and uh, we still get snail mail we still no. have partners that don't do internets and don't right. do online giving and then yet yeah. we've got a whole online giving thing to where the younger people that they don't even know what money is they just have plastic <laughs> uh and they've never written a check in their life they just have a credit card and so they can uh, we have online givers you can give online you can give snail mail you can just do it any way you want to that's right what a generation we live in well god bless you all we love you dearly and we look forward to seeing you next week have a great time bye-bye You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.